0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: And welcome back in, hour number two on this free fishing weekend. A lot of activities going on, and good luck to all those kids. Those uh, four- to 12-year-old kids will be fishing at the 26th Annual Bogachita Youth Fishing Rodeo. That's going on today up at the... Refuge right off of uh, I-59. It's a great little event, and hopefully the kids catch a bunch of fish. Also, good luck and safe seas for those fishing that Mississippi Gulf Coast Billfish Classic. That wraps up tomorrow. That's out of Biloxi, Mississippi. Uh, Also, we've got uh, a rodeo going to be taking place tomorrow at the Hopedale Marina. This is the Automotive Service Association's Greater New Orleans Fishing Rodeo, and it's open to everyone. Uh, Entry fees now are $45, T-shirt, lunch, refreshment, and lots of categories for all the inshore fish species that you can find down in that area. All right, uh, Bayou Wild TV. Uh, It's going to be coming on uh, Baton Rouge if you're in that area and you catch uh, Channel 2, WBRZ. It airs at 6.30 this morning. Tomorrow morning it will be on at 4 on WUPL in New Orleans. And on Cox Sports TV it's on on quite a few times this weekend. It will be on at 9 o'clock this morning. And then tomorrow it is on at 8 a.m., 11 a.m., and another repeat at 6 p.m. tomorrow. Then this week's program uh, features a father-son Father's Day fishing trip we did with uh, Mike and Bob Kutcher. uh, Also, Rad Trasher and the Swamp uh, Rat, Chad B. Yacht. We went and uh, demonstrated how the CCA star redfish are captured and tagged and explained the categories and those things. And then we have a grilled redfish recipe from Friend Year Landing Recipe, and uh, you might want to check that out. And let's see, we also have uh, the Cajun Invasion coming up. Now, the, the Alaska uh, you know, the bayou woman who does hunt fish talk with us, uh, she wanted to get a late entry, and good luck. I hope she got on the trip for this coming uh, July and August, but it's pretty full. But the Cajun invasion hunt, hunt that is a pheasant hunt, the South Dakota that we've done for the past few years with Bad River Bucks and Birds, uh, they are now taking reservations. Now, there's two periods you can go, either on November 11th through the 15th, that's when I'll be there, or the 15th to the 19th, it's two consecutive periods. 4 day periods where you get three days and four nights uh, stay at their lodge at 1695 that's a $400 discount for listeners to his programs he's only had 20 spots total it's not like the the Alaska trip where we've got a lot of room so if you want to get in on get on it quickly you can find more details some pictures and video on my website at com. or just uh, contact Brett he is at Bad River Hunts. Dot com. It's really not a bad river. They should call it Good River. In fact, I don't even see a river up there. It's so small. Uh, it's real. If you like to get away from crowds, believe me, you will love this place. BadRiverHunts.com or go to my website and you'll see the banner, Cajun Invasion Hunt. And hopefully you can make that hunt with us and come on up. All right, let's take a look at some of the text messages that are coming in. We're hearing from Anne, the tomato lady. She uh, says the Creole tomatoes are coming to the end of a great season. Uh, she will be at the Covington Farmer's Market today and later in the week going to the Gulf for a four-day fishing trip on the Caraval Valor. I hadn't heard of that one. Sure hope the captain knows all the hot spots. She'll give us a report in two weeks. Uh, have a great day. You do the same, man. And let's see. we got this one here. I have to work this weekend, but your show is on in the shop. Rain's been bad for a few days now, so it ain't so bad he's got to work. Keep the good shows coming. That's from our friend the Irish Kunass. And then we're hearing from a Mahoudat all the way in Alabama. We love our Alabama listeners. Here's a question. Do I need a charter fishing license if I already have a regular license? Uh, If you're talking about the the license when you fish with a guide that you do not need anything else, uh, no, you don't need the special charter guide license. That's only if you're going to be fishing with a charter captain and you don't already have a regular license, so you are covered. And here's a question. Oh, this is an answer to Elliot's question. If stopped by an agent, he or she will look through your fish. Just let them know where all your fish are. Now, I'm not sure if that's from an agent. If it is, let me know if you're an agent. If that's an official comment or is that just uh, one of our listeners saying that. But we had a question about if you stop by an agent, should you take the fish out for them to measure or is it their responsibility to remove them? but a uh, good point about make sure where all the fish are. The, believe me, the game wardens know about false bottoms and places to hide fish. Uh, you're better off presenting all of them. And here's Gary and Tristan going to Delacro. Going to put some on the deck for the Landis Construction. has got a rodeo, another rodeo going on down there. And let's see, what's the best river level to fish the West Pearl for bass? For my liking, I like it around 8 foot, but it's certainly fishable anywhere between 8 to 10. When it gets higher than that, Fishing can be tough. All right, we come back after this. Mike Gallo updates us on his report. See what that fresh water's been doing to him. It's plaguing a lot of those areas around Lake Bourne, Lake Pontchartrain, Lake Catherine. Find out where he's been, where his travels have taken him, and what fish he can help you find. Right after this on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, as we speak, uh, there are fishermen down in St. Bernard Parish. They left out of the Hopedale Marina this morning uh, competing for the Parish Cup. And if you were listening last week when I was doing the showdown in Delacroix, uh, I had the pleasure of sitting in with Captain uh, Chris and his wife, Colleen, from CETO. And they are the major sponsors of this championship. And would showing me the pictures of that trophy. It's, uh, it's like the uh, St. Bernard answer to the Lombardi. What a wonderful uh, cup that is. And, Congratulations to whoever wins it, and we'll have the results of that for you next week. Now, Cito also presents a fishing report with Captain Mike Gallo each week. Cito, what a job they do! They give you peace of mind by offering you fuel drop offs wherever you happen to need it. They'll tow you in 24 7 from no matter where you are, jumpstart you if you need electrical uh, assistance. And it's all for 179 bucks for a whole year. You can become a member or sign someone up that you uh, know and love. Call Captain Chris, 504-301-4545, or you can sign up online at com. Captain Mike joins us now. And, uh, Mike, what's the situation over there at the Salt Bayou Spots and Dots Lakehouse Lodge? You getting a little weather over there? Is it pretty clear?
2: Uh, there's clouds in the area, Don, but there's no rain. I got the radar on. And there's rain around, but it's not in our immediate area. Light winds. I just got here and put a couple of lines out. We've yet to catch a fish. There is a boat fairly close to us that we saw catch a couple of fish. So uh, hopefully pretty soon we can start to catch some ourselves.
1: When you say here, give us a little bit of direction.
2: I am on the northeast corner of Lake Pontchartrain. I can't be no more than 10 minutes from Salt Bayou. Um, fishing in some of these canals, hiding from the wind. There's a, a little west wind. It's not very bad out. Uh, fishing in the lake would certainly be a possibility at the bridges. We wanted to stop here in some of these deeper canals. To uh, This is where I fished last on Wednesday and caught fish uh, before the, the forecast was looking bleak and we canceled a couple of trips. So uh, this is where we're going to start and uh, we'll see what Develops, And if we do move, we may move to the western shoreline of Lake Bourne, switch over to popping corks, and see if we can find some mullet along the shoreline. And we'll put the trolling motor down, and we'll go pop corks and look for some redfish.
1: Are you expecting to find any trout in those canals? Was that what you caught the other day?
2: No, I haven't caught us. I caught a trout maybe three weeks ago, and it was 10 inches long been a long time since I caught a trout. I might need somebody to wow. identify it for me if I do catch one.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, something that, that you take advantage of, and I can recall a couple of trips uh, where you and I went out and got in on that white trout run that happens over there by Chef Pass, but I guess that's going to be off this year with the, with the salinity problems. I don't know if you heard any reports of white trout showing up.
2: I haven't heard of any yet. I did hear you talking to Robbie, talking about the dam area, and um, – that's good to know. I was I was somewhat close to him uh, on Tuesday, and um, surprisingly I didn't see as much grass in the water as I was expecting. So I'm wondering if there's some salt water that pushed in, and it's got the grass hasn't grown as fast as it normally does. That salt water is what kills the grass, and it doesn't take much. About four parts per thousand will kill a lot of that grass. So um, I was surprised, to not see much thicker grass along the shoreline in Lake Bourne. Uh it was beautiful green water and we caught some redfish over there. So uh that I may end up in that direction too. When it's calm I, I got the, I got yeah, the well, ability to go just about wherever I'd like.
1: Yeah, well you know with that that the strong southeast winds that we had for so long it's got water all over the roads down there along uh you know, Tidewater Road down in Venice, it it had to push some salt water in. And then, of course, you got the force of the bonnet carrier coming through there. So some of it's going to mix, but some of it, like you say, is going to be little pockets of that that good water. And if you can find that, that's going to be great. But uh, you haven't had any problem finding redfish, though, I'm sure, and sheephead.
2: No, redfish have been very plentiful, Don. Uh, I, I can't remember in my 20 years of guiding, catching this many redfish in lake pontchartrain i mean we never targeted redfish in lake pontchartrain unless it was the fall and we were targeting bull reds over in the middle ground area but we've been targeting and targeting the redfish in some of these deeper canals fishing live or dead shrimp on the bottom and you got to weed through them we might catch 40 to keep 10 or 15 but it's a lot of action and i think what it is is those fish are moving out ahead of some of that Uh, dirtier water that's being pushed in this direction from the body carry. So um, we're just kind of taking advantage of it while we can.
1: Well, you know, here's a theory, too. The speckled trout need the salt water to spawn, so they're going to seek high salinity, so they're getting out of dodge. But those redfish, uh, they don't spawn until they, and they spawn offshore. So until they get 27 inches, uh, they have a real high tolerance for fresh water. And I'm sure there's tons of bait coming in from that Bonicarri, uh spillway flow with uh, into Train and on into Bourne. So there's less competition for the redfish. Plenty of food. Why go anywhere else?
2: Yeah, that seems to be what's happening. We even had some drum uh late last week. Caught uh I think it was six or eight puppy drum that were in the twenty inch range and it was very good eating. We I like when we catch drum. I don't mind catching drum at all.
1: No, sir. No, that's a a puppy drum is a great fish, and it's one that's uh, certainly underrated. And uh, they're fun to catch them, too. What is the difference when, you know, when when you get a a drum on as opposed to a redfish? Can you tell the difference of what you got on there by the way they react when they're hooked?
2: I could tell the difference in a big one. You know, an adult, the, um, the redfish will come to the surface fairly soon, whereas the big bull drum will stay down. As far as the small ones in the slot, I could tell a difference in the way they bite, but I can't tell a difference in the way they fight after you've hooked them.
1: Got it. Mike, uh, somebody wants to get a hold of you and get in on some of this summertime fishing. and uh, tell them how to reach you. Very
2: simple. You can find me on DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. You can go to my new refurbished website, which is com, or you can call us on the telephone, which is 985 985- 781-7811.
1: Boy, it's sure nice to hear a good, clear conversation. Normally we got a lot of wind blowing and water splashing and stuff, but it sounds like you got a good day to be out there. It's going to be hot, though, I can tell you that.
2: Yeah, we're going to try to do the most of our damage between now and noon, and we'll hopefully no rain between now and then, and we'll get back on land, clean some fish, and somebody's going to be frying some fish this afternoon.
1: Sounds like a great plan. Mike, thanks for the report, and uh, best of luck on your trip.
2: Thank you, Don. We'll talk to you next week.
1: Yes, sir. There he goes, Captain Mike Gallo. Have boat, will travel. All right, we'll come back after this. If you like to paddle to catch your fish, get up real close and personal, we got Captain Eric Mohabarak, Louisiana Kayak Company, joins us next with the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club report for your convenience and listening pleasure. It's up next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Wonder why he never goes north or south. Hmm, we'll have to ask him that one day. Hey, it's time for our paddler's report with the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club. That is a presentation of Massey's Outfitters. They've got locations in Mid-City, New Orleans, Covington, Baton Rouge. Got the best kayak fishing models from brands like Hobie, Jackson Kayak, and Native Watercraft. You can check out their website at MasseyOutfitters.com or check them out on Facebook. And if you go to Facebook, you're lucky to find this guy. He's all over it. I'm talking about Captain Eric Mohabarak. And, Eric, if uh, you know how when you go on there and, and somebody wants to have a friend request and it says you have such and such in common I think you and I have something very much in common, and that's why we both like to throw topwater baits for speckled trout. So let's talk about the top first, and we'll work our way down to the bottom.
3: All right, all right. Well, you know, Don, like this time of year, a lot of people are fishing the beaches, of course, side of Grand Isle and Elmas Island. Um, I I always, personally for me, I like the natural colors, something that looks like a mullet or a pogey or or something like that. and, and it depends, and I also believe that on uh, wind conditions, you know, if, if you got a heavier wind, you want to use a, a higher pitch, lure, such as like a she dog that makes that real loud clank, 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 clank. Or uh, when the wind conditions are low, use like a, a one knocker, like a, a Zara Spook makes, you know, where it's a light click, 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 or knock, knock, whatever, whatever you want to call it. I find that 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 helps out a lot of people also, and you can use that that same thing with when you using a popping cork too. Also, you know you can use, you know a a, a cup cork or a rounded cork. Uh so that's kind of a, a, a judgment thing when you part. But I know when it's heavy winds I like that real loud, like that she dog, high, high pitch thing. It really works really well. You know, I, I don't know if you agree with me on that, but it's it's always seemed to work very good for me. And I like the natural Absolutely, so I love use, that she dog. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's a definitely good voice to use in our in our area. You know.
1: And I'll uh, How about the Padonka donk?
3: Do you ever use that? You know, I, I've 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 got one and I haven't used it, but yeah, that's that's another loud one, I believe. Um, you know, I, I know, I know, Tophia is, is crazy about the uh, Padanka donks, and it's a big lure too. And, you know, sometimes I do like throwing those big giant lures because uh, my my theory is, you know, bigger lure, bigger the fish. But then again, sometimes elephants eat peanuts, so you got to remember that too. You know, so <laughs>
1: yeah, I like that one. Yeah.
3: Yeah, but, All right. Um, so uh, you know,
1: when you're
3: going, uh, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, as far as going to the beach, you know, when you want to use
0: those top waters,
3: early morning, late evening. Don't get me wrong; I've caught them in the middle of the day, like yourself has on sure. But uh, you know, stick to that in the morning, and when the sun comes up full, that's when I'd switch over to the bottom fishing. You know, with uh, I'd, I'd use the uh. I'd switch into the, you know, I I like making my own double rigs just because I tie them. I use the jig heads I like. There's a number of jig heads. I use the Berkeley Visicarbon uh, uh, Vision uh, uh, of carbon, uh, fluorocarbon leaders. And I do put a swivel on those double riggers, actually, Um, and I make them a little bit longer. I find that that helps really well for me. Um, Kind of a rule of thumb that I I like to tell people, I, I do myself. Is I always go with a darker color on the bottom, and, and I use natural colors. I, I believe in, in the natural colors more than the, the hot pinks, although I've caught them on pinks. But, uh, you know, like an avocado or a, a green hornet by Matrix uh, on the bottom. And then uh, I'll use a lighter color, but very simple as a sparkle beetle uh what i what i believe a lot of these trout are feeding on on the beaches is is shrimp you know when the shrimp gets blown in or the tides moving and bringing that bait around uh that you know it imitates a shrimp the plastics imitate a shrimp a lot of people think it imitates a a a minnow or something I, i believe that it's a shrimp just by the action of you working the jigs you know it's a bounce 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 and if you think about it that's how a shrimp a shrimp swims you know um and you could fish those all day long, you know. As, as far as a double rig, and uh, and, and that, that's the kind of rule of thumb. You may have to play with the colors a little bit, but that, that seems to work really good. Though, if you keep put a, a dark bait on the bottom and then a light bait up top. You know, uh, I don't, I, don't, I don't know how you feel about using it, but it's I think that's pretty good for everybody to use.
1: Eric, you, you got a report on some uh, offshore species for folks that want to make a little trip maybe to the Pensacola area. Tell us about what's going on over there.
3: Yeah, well, uh, June 11th in Florida, their snapper season opens up, and I, I know the guys over there are really geared up for it and have actually been catching some really nice snappers bycatch. Uh, the guys have been trolling a lot of live baits and stuff offshore, and, and when I say offshore, it's... These guys aren't going past three miles, most of them, ninety uh, percent of them. Uh, you know, they, they have uh, reef listings too, and you can go out there and find. You know, if you look on the internet, you look up the, I think it's F uh, Florida Wildlife. Uh, I can't remember what the name of it is. Florida Wildlife and Fisheries, basically. Um, you, you can find the, the markings for the reefs, and they've built some new ones that are accessible to uh kayak fishing and, and i believe they finished one i'm not sure don't quote me on this but i believe they even got one where you can go snorkel out there so that you know it's close enough to the beach where you can snorkel. which will whole fish they've been catching some kings and some mahi and Kobia and stuff like that but uh the real thing is that people are pumped up on is this uh is a snapper they're going to go out there get snapper and, and some grouper and things like that they catch um, You know, my my big thing is is the big silverfish. He'll be coming in. They're starting to see a few few, uh, tarpon. Um, I I got a report the other day there was a nice school around Destin, um, around the rocks out there. But they'll be headed that way in the, in the Pensacola area, and I, I will be down there at the end of the month chasing me some of them silverfish. Hopefully, we'll get get one, and and, and that's kind of a passion I've got and since I've since I've caught a big one. It, it's nothing like catching a big giant tarpon, you know, especially out of a small boat. It puts a whole new aspect yeah. to it. You know, a lot of people fish a lifetime to catch. Yeah, them.
1: most of uh... Tarpon's the most exciting fish I've ever caught in my life, I can tell you that. All right, now you have a a great tip for people that uh, are going to be participating in the free fishing weekend, maybe don't have access to a boat or a charter. Tell them about what's going on.
3: Yeah, it's and it's really simple too, Don. And uh, it's it's just fishing the seawalls on the north shore and the south shore. You know, with all of this fresh water coming in from the spillway and stuff, and it's pushed some of these uh these small channel cats out. And don't get me wrong, you can catch a big one, but but most of them are pound to three pounds. And it's really simple. Just just set up a a rod with a with a lemon cork and a hook. Um, you can put a split shot somewhere in the middle there and you want to fish about three feet and just throw just off the seawall. You got to remember on the seawalls, the steps go out about three or four feet. So I like to throw about five foot out and just leave it sit. And, uh, you'll pick up on some, some small channel catch, you know, real good frying size, a pound to three pounds. You know, a single mom could do it. A single dad could do it that doesn't have the, have the boat or the kayaks or, uh, or the affordability to get out on a charter. But it, it's something you could spend a day doing, you know, bring a wagon with you so you can walk along the seawalls, which is really good. Um, you know, a little ice chest with some snacks and drinks and stuff, and then also you can throw your fish in there. But it's really a simple te- technique to, to throw it out there. It's just a regular, clean, old, simple cork with with about three, two two-and-a-half to three-foot with a, with a small one hook, you know, maybe throw a split shot in the middle. And, uh, you know, if you walk along and you get on them, you, you may find a school of them, and, and you can catch, you know, 10, 15, maybe more. You know, and that, that's, a, that's a nice thing. Yeah, the only fry. thing it's else cool. you
1: need would be a, a box of Louisiana fish fry. That's right. Uh, Eric, we, yeah. we got to run, but I did want to mention about the demo day going on at the Dutch's house yeah. that's over on uh, – uh, you, St. John, it's at 10 o'clock this morning, and you can uh, try and ride before you buy on the kayaks. And thanks to Massey yeah, for right. putting on another one of those demo days. And thanks for you for the report, too. All right, Don, thank you. All right, we'll see you later. See you next time. Eric Mahabarak, Louisiana Kayak Company. You can contact him, find him on the web. All right, we come back after this. It's bad boy time. The case of the season jumping snapper smugglers. Yep, that's next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, we're getting a lot of people who are concerned about, and rightly so, the negative impacts of all that fresh water coming through the Bonnie Carey. Uh, We're going to have Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries marine biologist Harry Blanchette join us at 8.05 on the More Outdoors program if you'll tune it in. If you're not sure how to get it, I know a lot of you have found it. It's a, a live streaming program. Uh, go to my website, dontheoutdoorsguy.com, and there is a click here to listen live button. doesn't get any easier than that. And we're also going to have Danica Williams on with us, too, to talk about the Get Out and Fish special bank fishing event with those tag channel catfish. So all that's coming up on More Outdoors. And we will be back to tell you about our bad boys of the outdoors. Uh, we call them uh, the season jumping snapper smugglers. Right after we pause 10 seconds for our local stations to identify themselves on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. A couple weeks ago, to be exact, May 23rd, Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries agents received a tip about an oil supply boat with illegal fish. They stopped the vessel in Bell Pass and found 24 red snapper filets, 3 pounds of cut-up gray triggerfish meat, and 17 pounds of cut-up red snapper meat. Sounds like somebody was headed for a party. Well, during the questioning, Reginald Marks admitted to taking six red snapper and the triggerfish. Wesley Wood and Adrian Alexander admitted to taking three snapper each and the cut-up red snapper meat. The season for red snapper opened the day after, May 24th, with a limit of two snapper per day per licensed fisherman. The season for gray triggerfish has been closed since May 11th. Consequently, the trio were cited for failure to keep saltwater fish intact on the water, possessing red snapper during closed season and over the limit of snapper. Wood was also cited for not possessing non-resident basic and saltwater fishing licenses. Marks was also cited for not possessing basic and saltwater licenses and possessing gray triggerfish during a closed season. If convicted for their alleged failure to keep saltwater fish intact, the red snapper possession during closed season over the limit of red snapper, each faces a fine of up to $850 and 90 days in jail. For the no non-resident license, a $350 fine. For the no resident license, a $50 fine. Plus civil restitution penalties of $180 for the trigger fish and red snapper violation. And $112 each for the two illegal red snappers. All the way to 24-year-old Wesley Wood of Columbus, Mississippi. 56-year-old Reginald Marks of Lafayette and 38-year-old Adrian Alexander of Gray, Louisiana, are bad boys of the outdoors. All right, up next, it's time to check in with Ryan Lambert. He's down there near the tip of the boot well. A lot of that high river water is dumping out into the Gulf, causing a lot of problems. We'll be back with his report after this time out. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And I think the ranks of the plastic bait fishermen are growing, and not necessarily by choice. Ryan Lambert joins us. He's been a veteran of plastic wars for a long, long time. Ryan, uh, what's the situation down there? I've been seeing some video and pictures of uh, Venice. You know, they got a lot of water on the road, which is not all that unusual when you get a lot of southeast wind. But when you mix it up with a high river level, uh, you know, it certainly is exasperated. But what do you think about this west and northwest winds that are going to be here for the next day and a half or two? Uh, that might help the situation a little bit, move some of that water out in the Gulf.
0: Well, it'll, it'll move, move it out on the uh on the east side, but the west side they'll put it in the parking lot. You know, if it's west. Um it's it's already been so high. The locks have been closed most of the week. So you can you know, the guys that don't have a big truck sometimes they can't go through and go through the uh the other launch and go uh through stricter because that's been closed a bit. You know, it's 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 <laughs> it's a lot of water. Then then add that to 100 rain a couple of days this week. We fished, you know, almost everybody canceled. But I, I looked at the radar. I said, There's no way that's gonna hit us. So we didn't cancel, and we got we got both days in really good and caught limits of redfish. You know, it was blowing too hard to get after the trout for us. But you know, redfish. Would, you know, the day before yesterday, oh my gosh, to said he couldn't get them off the line quick enough. They were biting so good. They had three boats side by side just whacking them. So yesterday was a little different. They uh they had to work for them yesterday, but they got him. So uh, you know today's a beautiful day. The wind's not blowing very much, and it's it's pretty. It's not very hot right now. So just every day is different. You, you got to we'll, go. We only got about
1: go ahead. You know, with all these conditions uh, that we got high river and we've had some storms moving through and all that, you know, what a tribute that is to, to how great our natural resources are that people can still go out and catch more fish than you can in other places under good conditions. Yeah, I, you know,
0: plus we have a different variety of, of things that we can do different sides of the river. Sometimes it'll be blowing hard on the west. You go on the east side, it'll be dead calm. I don't, I can't explain it, you know, just the, the temperature of the river and. But it, it one side of the river be dead calm. What's the difference? It's only a mile, <laughs> but it happens. Yeah. And, and the, uh, depending on which way the wind is blowing, we can we can just go behind islands and stuff. We just have a lot of resources. when it's calm. We can go way out. We can go offshore. We we can do anything and catch any kind of fish here. I mean, it, the the resource is great, and and uh, like you said, even when it, places where you couldn't even go out, and other places you go catch a limit here. It's uh, it's just a great fishery. That's all there is to it.
1: And uh, well, where, where would you suggest somebody go to catch a nice limit of redfish without trying to have to run too far or get into any kind of problems with going into launches where the water's covered up and that kind of thing?
0: Wow. <laughs>
1: right now, that, that's that's really difficult now because
0: most of what we're doing is on the east side in that river water. So you're dealing with a lot of current. Yeah. You're dealing with a launch that's underwater. We're dealing with a lot, a lot of obstacles right now to do what we're doing. But, you know, we even have to have big trucks just to launch our boat. We're unhooking trailers and and borrowing trucks and all kinds of stuff to get in the water. But the fish are there. So if if they're going to go, the best thing to do is go to Joshua's, put in there, and and go close right there. You know, the kayakers do real well in in that marsh right there. And normally there's a lot of fish around in there. And there's not a lot of pressure right now because everybody's fishing each side. So you know you'll have it pretty much to yourself if you go over there. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's I a good idea. You.
1: What's what's the launch like there? Is is the parking a lot, lot of, fairly dry, Joshua. or is it a little watery? No,
0: no, yeah. no. Uh, Joshua is this dry? You know, it's a it's an easy trip. In fact, I wanted to go yesterday and, and run to the beach, but there was just that southwest wind. You know, the beach would be five foot seas. So it takes it takes it out for me because I don't enjoy that kind of fishing and. And I'm just waiting for good days for for me to go do my thing. Like we only got five boats today, so so I came home uh, last night. So you know I didn't want to stay out there if I couldn't fish either. I want to sight fish or I want to trout fish, or and, and it's not you know conducive to doing those things right now for me. So my fishing that I do is is kind of is difficult right now. I have to wait for the good days to do what I like, or I got to go throw on the shrimp. <laughs> And go catch all the reds I want. <laughs> but I tell you what, there's more little reds, the rat reds, or I mean, 15 inch fish. There are thousands of them. I mean, every day, every boat's catching a hundred of them, and it's been going on for months. I mean, we got such a great crop. And, I you, mean that? That was going on all the do way. you to think cook it's me. more
1: fish? Do you think oh, there's yeah. more fish or less competition from a lack of trout being in the same water?
0: No, because Dudley told me they were doing that in Puncher Train too, catching a hundred of them a day. So there's it, just
1: we just must have had
0: one heck of a redfish spawn last year because there there's so many rats. It's, it's nice. I like it. That means we're gonna have a lot of a lot of fish in the marsh next year that are keeper size that are or really nice fish. So you know, just get the recruitments and hopefully again this year we'll have another good spawn um the the shrimp are doing well with the white shrimp catching lots and lots of white shrimp you know that's they, they complain that we might not get so many brownies, but the brownies sell for 50 cents a pound and then whitey sell for 260 a pound so uh i imagine they are, they're having a better season with the bigger shrimp so I always
1: always a bright side
0: that's right you got to look at the bright side of things you know it's uh I don't think this is coming down anytime soon. I I don't see how it can. Now we got snow melting. (laughs) The only thing that saved the Morgana from opening is is where those breaches were in St. Louis and, you know, in Missouri and Arkansas and took some pressure off the river. So uh, we just don't want any more breaches. Yeah, maybe maybe,
1: maybe we ought to require spillways all the way up the Mississippi River. (laughs) (laughs) They had some places to put it where it wouldn't do any harm, you know.
0: Yeah, well, it, it washed a few uh, dams out too, so that'll give us more sediment in the long run. That'll come down this way, so that won't hurt us any. You just just let, gotta let Mother Nature do her thing and 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 live with it. That's all you can do. Yeah. We don't have too much choice, and well, you know, every time we yeah. meddle, we mess up.
1: And it won't be too much longer before we we'll be talking about the impacts to waterfowl because teal seasons September. So
0: oh yeah, you know, oh who look knows what's yeah. going to happen yeah. up the
1: flyway with all this water. Well, I I have a a take on it. If I think that
0: all the crops that they put real close to the river, all that all that vegetation and all is underwater here this June and it's still gonna be underwater in July. So there won't be any food in the Mississippi Valley. Which means if if the Hmm. water goes down there'll be some water, a lot of ponds and stuff. But everything won't be flooded like last year if it goes down. If it does, everything's going to come right through to us, which, which gives us a good season. Because our, our marsh is completely yeah. covered with uh, aquatic vegetation already. I mean, there's a food source like crazy. So if the river comes down, it, I think we'll have a good season, with a couple of cold fronts, and teal season will be on.
1: So yep. Put the food run, out, the, gonna... the visiting guests come, that's for sure.
0: That's right. I got my trip booked for Noliasi, go shoot some white wings and
1: get my eye right for them little tealy birds, so I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. You're always ready. We'll see you next week, Ryan. Thanks so much for the report. All right, my go. buddy.
0: Have good you have a great day.
1: All right, we come back after this. I'm going to tell you a little bit about what's coming up on the More Outdoors program and also what you're going to find on my website. I got a new poll up for opinions. we will tell you about it after this time out on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, if you visit my website, which we always encourage you to do during the program, dontheoutdoorsguy.com, i got a new radio photo. It's a channel cat with a tag and explains all about the free fishing weekend where you can get out and fish for free and catch some free fish and win prizes. Recipes, got an Acadian peppered shrimp in time for the shrimp season and a delicious Asian caramelized frog leg recipe for those of you who frog. Also, our new poll is up asking you what is the most important reason you fish. you got about seven or eight choices, and we'll be talking about that. Uh, if you want to listen to the program, More Outdoors, on the website, it says click here to listen live, and it'll play through your laptop or your iPhone or your computer. We will say goodbye to our affiliate stations. You'll all invite back again next week. We get started dark and early at 5 a.m. till 7. It's the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Okay, picture this.
3: It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.